When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. No One Likes Us Clothing is the clothing range designed by Millwall fans for Millwall fans. Caps, t-shirts, polos, they've got it all. Visit noonelikesus.co.uk for the full range. Or, if you're in Bermondsey on a match day, why not have a pint in the Blue Anchor pub and pick up a Nolu polo shirt, Nolu clothing, www.noonelikesus.co.uk. Hi, it's Mr. Bye for now from Millwall Football Club, and you're listening to the world famous Actong Millwall. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to another Friday something for the weekend show with myself, Nick Hart, and my uh, my co compatriot, Mr. Neil Fisseler. Welcome to the show, Neil. Hello, Nick. How you going, mate? Good afternoon, everybody. Good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. <laughs> my initial, I'm good, actually. My initial notes, I was a bit downbeat for this show, listeners. It's actually been a fairly quiet week at the Den um, after that deflating loss last week at, uh, at Sheffield at Bramall Lane. Um, but two stories have popped up this morning. They would have caught my eye, caught your eye, and I'm guessing the listeners' eyes. Best story of all is uh, Richard Corley, the South London Post, pretty reliable source, Neil, Richard. He seems to um, be very close to the club, but he's saying that Danny McNamara is close to signing a new long-term contract set to be finalised in the coming days. Um, that's one of the best stories I think um, I've seen in a little while now because that's been hanging over the club like a bit of a bad smell, really, the whole Danny situation. Yeah, I know that, in fact, it's almost certain that the club have tipped him off. Billy's tipped him the wink and uh, said you can put this out. Uh, Mate, it's fantastic news because uh, everything has gone so well all summer, Mm. including the first game of the season. Mm. Then in the space of three days, it was the defeat at Cambridge, whether or not you're worried about a Carabao Cup defeat. He's, uh, yeah, but I was more worried that you couldn't watch it on iFollow. Uh, <laughs> and then there was that awful first half last week, and you just thought, oh, yeah, Millwall's back. Uh, yeah. You've injuries. But this is a this is just something that's lifted. Uh, yeah, it will definitely lift everybody. And there's no coincidence that it's come the day before a home game, I don't think. <laughs> oh, you cynic, Fisler! You cynic. <laughs> no, it's great news. It's great news. I mean, like, not, 
buzz tomorrow. It will generate a buzz, especially if they announce this afternoon. Yep. Or even in the morning that uh, that the deal's been agreed because he, he is a homegrown player. He's he, one of our own. He's one of our own. That's, we we love Danny down at the den, don't we? Um, yeah, but he is a talent. Yeah, that's yes. yeah. He's not the end product, but he's a very, very good, promising young player. Uh, one that we've produced, and just one that you wanted to see. Uh, I think, to a certain extent, his hand has probably been uh, forced by uh, by QPR. I think they're they're interested in signing a guy called Ethan Laird from Manchester United. Right. On loan, so they've probably, so the, so they've probably lost interest in him to a certain extent. While they didn't try a third or fourth Mickey Mouse offer, is well, I suppose as you say, it forces Danny's hand. I mean, he's, you know, it's a business, listeners, isn't it? As well as being an emotional um, transaction, it's a business for Danny. He's got to look after himself. Um, I think it's great news. I mean. I wasn't bothered about the Carabao Cup now. I mean, looking at other results, I, was, uh, I had half an eye on the telly the other night. I think it was Hull City getting beat at Bradford. You know, two. I think it was a 2-1 loss there. Not not a great game, but from their point of view, that's a poor result. You know, thinking of the the, the kind of um, the meltdown that would happen if, if we got beaten on telly in, in similar circumstances. But I think it's, it's a... It's, Losing in the Caribou Cup didn't bother me. I think it was just that first half display last week at Sheffield where we seemed to be deflated and that early season buzz that you've you've touched on already had, had gone. And certainly if Danny's going to be signing, we don't have to spend too much time on the slow motion videos, Mill. Um, get, get the news out officially and let the crowd do the buzz tomorrow um, because I think that's great news for the club generally in the support. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it was just what the yeah, it was just what we needed really after last week, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, well, I know that seems a bit silly two games in, but last week was a reality check, wasn't it? And uh, it was, it was. If you don't bring your A game and you don't bring drive and determination to the table, because we didn't last week at uh, Bramall Lane and we got punished for it, we got pushed yeah, around. Clear that, Nick. I think that I think it will serve as a timely reminder. Uh, to players in the dressing room that look, if you let your standards drop in this division, you get hurt. Yeah, this is what happens. Stoke let their standards drop against us and got absolutely thumped. Yeah, uh, we dropped our standards against Sheffield United and got hammered in that first half. We were better in the second half, but again. There just wasn't enough, was there? There was not enough creativity. Yes, we were in the game. Yes, we had a lot more of the ball. But but there wasn't much in the way of clear-cut chances, were there? Nothing in front of goal, which is where we want the action, which brings me nicely onto the other upbeat story. I, th- I, I, I think it's an upbeat story. I know this is opinions have varied online over this. Richard Corley again saying Mill are also close to finalising a deal for the Union Berlin striker Andreas Vogelsammer. Um, now, there's been a lot of comment, Neil, on his Bundesliga low-scoring record. I think 13 appearances and just two goals in the Bundesliga. Um, I think he's he's, he's made his career in the second division, uh, Bundesliga 2 in, um, in Germany. 
And not too bad a record. I mean, 13 goals in, in the last couple of seasons, I think I saw for Armenia Bielefeld out there. So that's not bad at a similar level to ours. So I'm I'm not as downbeat about it as, a, as I hear the, the members of the jury are out there in on, on the nets. Um I mean, how do you how do you see this 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 signing? Funnily enough, when it was first rumoured, I think. Tuesday or Wednesday. I did what I normally don't do, and that's to go and look up at German websites using Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> it's too if they need to cut their squad, they pretty much would like him to stay. Couldn't get in the squad for the first game of the season, I think, last weekend. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be, he seems to fit everything that Rowett has been saying that he wanted. In a striker, he's very technical, I think. Okay, so he's got a great physique. Uh, looking at his Instagram pictures, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 I'm haunted by the ghost of Uwe Fuchs. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a male model we had from Austria, not Australia, Austria? Um, recently, I can't think his name's gone from my head. Um, the Hoff. The Hoff. <laughs> Hoffmeyer. Hoffmeister. Yeah, Stefan Hoff. Hoffmeyer. Oh, yeah, that's him. Um, who was also good on the, on the male modelling front, but less good in, in the six-yard box where we won him. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at his uh, Andreas Vogelsam. I'm going to have great fun saying that name, aren't I, in, in, in the uh, commentary. Someone's already fiddled with his Wikipedia page, and I don't know if you've seen it. Um there's a whole load of um, computer code, and at the bottom of it, it's got. Um, he comes from Germany. He plays in Bermondsey, Vogelsammer. Woo! <laughs> comes from Germany, and he plays in Bermondsey. I think that's that's imagination for you already. So, this. would it be the first people to dub him the the, the Vogel, <laughs> the Vogue? Uh, yeah, with the Bermondsey Beckenbauer. <laughs> <laughs> emperor, 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 um, uh, emperor Andreas. Two. So yeah, just looking. I mean, okay, two goals this in 2021 in the Bundesliga for Union Berlin. I think we're promoted from the second flight out there. Um, but 2019-20, this was with um, Armenia Bielefeld. Um, 12 goals, 13 goals. So he's, you know, it's not like he doesn't know where the back of the net is. And that's the second tier in Germany. I'm hopeful. I, I, I'm not going to join in this 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 um, uh, online kind of uh, you know sheep mentality that because he's not scored much in the top flight that he's not going to do it for us. Um, I, I'll probably stand to be corrected, and uh, I'll have to offer my, my head on a on a pole in the over the gates of the car park at some point when if he turns into a duff one. But um, I'm, I'm hopeful at this stage, you know. Yeah, well, let's be honest. Uh, we're probably having to pay a little bit of money for him. Yep. So we haven't just woken up one morning. Olga was fired up. <laughs> Football manager. <laughs> to 22 or something. And and uh, we've suddenly seen this player and thinks, oh, yeah, no, well, he'll look good. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah, they've obviously done their homework. I think I saw Gary Rabbit saying that he'd seen him play a few times so they've obviously yeah they are going to do the homework uh so you've just got to trust the manager on this one i'm not going to join yeah well like you i'm not going to join in the 
the chorus of people that want to knock the club at every opportunity. No, and um, the other thing to say, listeners out there, for those that aren't are disappointed, Vogel Summers, Lewandowski's unavailable for us, Neil. So we've got to we've got to look where we've got to look, haven't we? Yeah, no. Well, I suppose if Barcelona can't, uh, you know, can't uh, register him this weekend, yeah, <laughs> Lewandowski might fancy a spell in Bermondsey. You... <laughs> but but it's just an element of. Yeah, but let's be honest about it. If he had scored 20 goals in the Bundesliga last season, yep. he wouldn't be playing for Mill. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> no, he'd be at the top table, not um, not uh, at the... He'd be, he'd, be, he'd be at the Ivy, not at the Curry Den, wouldn't he? Um, there we are. Um, so, well, let's give the guy a chance, yeah? yeah the absolutely. Chan- yeah, but chances are none of us have really seen him play. No. <laughs> No, unless you, unless you, if there are any students of uh, Bundesliga Zwei out there, um, do get in touch because I'm I'm not. I will be up front. I believe there is a podcast about it, a real niche podcast, even more niche than Achtung Millwall. Um, but no, I mean none of us have seen him play. Neil, you're you're, you're, you're spot on. Um, he's been signed as oh. probably one of the better players that uh, we can we can go to, and he's performed at a level that's at least on a par with the championship in. In Germany, so um, he's yeah, by a chance, yeah. Well, that's at least watching play for five minutes before we slaughter. <laughs> that's not the mill wine, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it just seems mad that all of a sudden that uh, we're trying to sign players. Okay, it's taking in an order and a minimal amount of time. Somebody on Hoff said, well, we, well, we've been looking all summer. But sometimes but sometimes these players don't become available. He didn't get into Union Berlin's side last weekend. So suddenly yeah. he's become available. There was a Shane Lavery, is it, at Blackpool? We were well, was, I was just going to mention that story. That was, this was, um, I think, actually, Rowett confirmed interest in Lavery for Blackpool. But then he played in their Caribou Cup tie midweek. So that seems to eliminate him from um, from Millwall's plans. But um, I, I, I think, I mean, the football market is a, is a, is a, is a very, um, not like a normal market, is it? it? It seems to come to life as the deadline narrows, as, as, as options become limited and players start to take contracts that as they're staring down the barrel of the last few days of the transfer window. I mean, you can say we've had all summertime, but there's, there's a practical reality in there, Neil, that it just seems to work this way, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it can be that, I think in the case of Lavery, I think they've got one or two injuries now, so... They, they need him suddenly, maybe, yeah, rather than being superfluous to their yeah. plans. Yeah, so, well, as you quite rightly point out, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but if you've got a big squad, all of a sudden, towards the end of the window, you're going to look to trim that squad. But if that squad stay or shrinks itself through injuries or suspensions or whatever, you're more than likely going to want to keep hold of your players. And I think, yeah, it's another wonderful journalistic expression in advanced talks. (laughs) Yeah. What does that mean? Have they got a piece of paper with advanced talk written on it? Absolutely. Yeah, with a mother mind, you're right. Advanced talk, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah well, I don't know, just some it gives it the smack of international men of mystery, doesn't it? Uh, there are uh, talks and then there are advanced talks, 
and there's a contract at the end of it. I don't know. Yeah, well, to me, advanced talks is talks is your initial interest. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Then you agree the fee. Yep. Then advanced <laughs> talks. Yeah. But the way that football works is the agent will say, oh, yeah, so-and-so's available. This is what he's going to cost you. So, really, advanced talks is you going to the players' club. <laughs> with, some, with some money on the table, yeah, basically. And, and, yeah, but nine times out of ten, a lot of these deals are agreed well in advance. Yeah, but this guy from Union Berlin, I can't even pronounce. Yeah, but I'm going to go with the Bermondsey Beckenbauer. <laughs> Vogelsammer. Vogelsammer. Uh, <laughs> the agent would have come to Millwall and they would have said, look, I've got this player, the Bermondsey Beckenbauer. Uh, this is what he's going to cost you. Are you interested? And obviously Millwall say yes. And then the agent and Millwall then attempt to do Make the it happen. Yeah. So advanced talks is just a lot shite really isn't it yeah but then you've got to get him over for a medical you've got to apply for a visa now i think because he comes from yeah you're coming across the the brexit line aren't you so um yeah a lot of elements now that to make the deal happen so that's when i guess you're in advanced talks advanced talks for me listeners is probably where you're in the taxi going home with a young lady after a good night out the advanced talks or whatever takes place in that taxi because it can still go badly wrong when you're at the last minute you can still be kicked out but you're hoping you're going to cross the threshold of uh of one or other's flat at the other end of it aren't you that mrs h behind you there <laughs> <laughs> move along move along dear listeners <laughs> to, yeah by saying he's in a van talks <laughs> yeah, it just led to four days of worrying it might not happen or, or some some are worrying it will happen i don't know out there but. people will buy buy some of our support and then when it doesn't happen all of a sudden it's another chance to knock the club which which i'm getting a bit tiresome of i must admit i know i've knocked them in the past but i think where it's deserved i mean we, you and me had a little conversation in the last show last week's show about summer conditions around the the stadium where you know we specifically where there's bird shit and, and machinery your tv's not working people having seats removed all this kind of stuff now that that to me is it's intended to be constructive criticism listeners i'm never going to just slate millwall because uh, i get some kind of vicarious buzz out of knocking at the club that I've followed for 50 odd years, but bird shit is bird shit. The seats removed aren't there. You know, you, you, you are entitled to, to talk about that without necessarily knocking the club. But some people do seem to just they enjoy the misery side of it. I think Neil, it's like a, there's a psychological condition about loving, loving to be miserable. I can't think what the, the word is, but I'm glad that we've had these two stories because it really also has had the, the, the added effect of saving this podcast from being a pretty, Dull affair, listeners, because all my, my best story I had on my list in it was the injury update. That was that was as good as I'd come up with for for talking points. So I think we've we've got some good news at least to kick off this week's edition. Um, Murray Wallace apparently has had a knock in training. He may be a doubt for Saturday. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, these things happen, I suppose, but we do seem to have attracted a lot of bad luck at the start of the season with injuries, don't we? Yeah, no, well, Murray, yeah, no, but it does just show that Murray Wallace is human. <laughs> he does. Um, a, 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 a typical, yeah. I, mean, I can't imagine Murray trains any other way than the way he plays, uh, which is 100%. So he's uh, probably going to attack all strongly and has, has come away with a knock. Um, it, it would take a lot, I think, to knock Murray out. He's that kind of player. I, mean, I think it's one of the reasons why he was player of the season. And he's he's become pretty beloved at the den, isn't he? Um, because he just gives you 100%. That's all we ever ask of a player. Funnily enough, I was watching that All or Nothing on Amazon Prime. Oh, you the Arsenal one. I was going to mention that to you. Yeah. And uh, they've, got a, they've got a defender, Ben White. Yeah. He paid, I think, £50 million to Brighton for. Fifty million, and and he's in that same. He's in the Murray Wallace type category. They say how every training session he trains like he's playing in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just imagine Murray Wallace being the same kind of <laughs> player down at Millwall every single training session. Yeah, but I'm not suggesting that other players don't trains hard but you can just imagine with Murray it's a hundred percent or a hundred percent really some, some don't do they I mean I, I, I was watching the Arsenal one the other day we've got a new cat listeners and I finished up with sitting with the cat on my lap and I thought I've got to watch something because I can't move with this cat sitting on my lap so I finished up watching the Arsenal all or nothing um there's only three three episodes of it out and the and the um yeah, uh, more yesterday, Nick. So I was doing that. I would sit with a cat latch and watch it, but it flipped over to the um, the Spurs one afterwards. It went from the last edition and it just naturally followed on with the Spurs. I slightly lost track of what was going on, but there was a famous um, arrival of host uh, Jose Marino at Spurs where he digs out Deli Alley, who doesn't train very well. And you can see you can see how much it niggles managers when you have players. I think most managers would prefer a team of Ben White's, Murray Wallace's, or whatever their limitations, but they will give you one hundred percent. And you could see the, um, the displeasure in in Marino's face with Deli Alley, who always struck me as a bit of a surly, surly boy. Anyway, talented but surly. But you can see the. Um, I don't know. The, the play, managers much prefer to work with players that give you everything in, in every situation. You, at least you know where you stand with them, I guess. Yeah, no, if Jose Mourinho is actually listening to this and he wants a 100% trainer, yeah, Mourinho <laughs> is £150 million cash up front. And can we have a buyback clause in the pound? <laughs> Three months' time, please. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. One thing that Arteta in the three that they released yeah. yesterday was he... It really got on his goat. I think he caught COVID and uh, so was away from the club for a week. And and some of the players took the piss, I think, and uh, didn't train as hard. And he said, there would have been four of you that I'd have sent away from the training session after 15 minutes. <laughs> you kind of thinking, wow. Does <laughs> that? It's an interesting insight. I mean, there's a whole series of these all or nothings. I mean, listeners probably way ahead of me on it. I've only just picked up on on this Arsenal one because I saw it on the side of a bus the other day driving around and then I had the cat, so I finished up watching it. Um, but it's an interesting thing. It's a modern thing. There's, there's a Juventus version, apparently. There's the Spurs version and um, other clubs have done it. Yeah, City. Yeah, they did it. It's... I mean, the Premier League, I've got to take my hat off to it. It's, it's masterful at its marketing of itself as a product because these shows, Neil, um, kind of portray, they portray the personalities of the, of the, of the major stars of, of, of the, of the league. I mean, whether you want to, whatever you think of certain players or other clubs or whatever, um, it really does give you, um, how can I put it, a sense of, if not connection, it's like watching a film. You start to, follow the characters, you start to slightly live the story with them. Um, you relate to them, don't you, in a strange sort of way. Sunderland did it, I think. Yeah, did they have two or three seasons on Netflix? Uh, yeah, that was a disaster story, though, wasn't it? That was them in relegation mode and, and finding, you know, fallen, fallen, fallen giants. Yeah. And then trying to come back. But it's absolutely fascinating watching. I would love... One to be done on Millwall because can think- you imagine that? That was going to be my 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 question when I made this point to myself to mention it. Um, can you imagine one at Millwall? Oh, uh, man, love it! Yeah, well, I think you'd have to do one surrounding the whole club as a part. <laughs> you know, they don't tend to stray from the managers or the players or the doctor in these all or nothings. Yeah, well, do go to Edu and that when he's doing transfers. But can you imagine a fly on the wall in Oldo's office when he's <laughs> the manager and decides to say, sorry, yes, yeah, sorry, Alex. Yeah, but that was just like... Well, we will pick on you because we love you, basically. Uh, we, yeah, I mean... Much turned down the, yeah, well, we're talking. Can you imagine the reaction Oldo's there playing football manager? <laughs> the, you know, the thing that struck me, I mean, this this Arsenal one, I haven't seen, I've only seen the, the kind of opening bit of the Spurs one, then I had to turn it off. Um, but the Arsenal one is, is kind of dotted with fan interviews. And the thought occurred to me watching these Arsenal fans, all of whom are kind of like Arsenal fan TV types, you know, as a, as a generic type listeners out there you know what i mean arsenal fan tv types um 
you, what, what, the, the, you wouldn't you, you'd, you'd get some raw opinion. <laughs> I don't know where you'd go to get the Millwall raw opinion to dot it along as after the uh, the uh, the two nil loss at, at Sheffield United last week. You'd have um, you know you'd have to go into like, I don't know the ancient foresters and say fucking cunts. Yeah, but it'd be a bit like Dan when he used to say <laughs> fans he uh, Oh dear. These are all in um like they are, there's some trendy bar in, in, in Islington and they've got two two ladies both swigging um craft beer pints of something or other and another guy's got like a, a hipster style beard looking like a I don't know, uh, some biblical kind of preacher or something. He's got a beard about a yard long, so they're not. They weren't your typical Millwall fans, listeners. And it just made me laugh. Try, think, try, try and put a Millwall fly on the wall together. You'd have to. I don't know what you'd do. You'd have to censor half the things that would be said to you. Yeah, but the stay other, legal. Yeah, but the uncensored <laughs> version would be a lot better. Wouldn't it? You could. You'd cross the line of libel, slander, <laughs> hate speech. Uh, yeah, no, you'd probably end up starting a world war or two. <laughs> fucking cunt <laughs> uh, Oh, dear. anyway, this was my big story for the week, listeners. Injury update. We veered wildly off the off the subject of um, of uh, something for the weekends. Uh, so, yeah, Murray Wallace may be a doubt, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Bradshaw and Fleming. It's too soon for them to be back this weekend, says Gary Rowett. Um, probably back end of the week next week to see where they are. I don't imagine they'll be making any miracle recoveries to go to Swansea, which I think is next um next Tuesday night, I think, near one after the after the Saturday. Yours um, it Wednesday, then we've got uh Norwich, I think, live on on the Friday night. What's yeah. next uh Friday night, haven't we? Um so yeah, anyway the the, the upshot is that they're both recovering well and quicker than uh, one might have expected. Uh, Mason Bennett's been talking injuries. <laughs> um, there, there's a story in the in the news at Den, Neil. Um, you can tell it's been a bit of a quiet week. There's a lot of filler articles where you're talking to players about their hopes for the season. You know, that's there's not been an awful lot of meat for a journalist to chew on when that's, that's your best shot. Um, yeah, well, and listen, I've read some of that and it was... Uh, yeah, but did it go something like he gets a lot of... of uh, one player who's been dubbed oh, perhaps unfairly, perhaps unfairly, as in, injury-prone, in inverted commas, is Mason Bennett. Um, and he, he basically says, in reply, to be honest, the last couple of years have been all right for me, especially being available for so many games. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't kept track of his injury. I've got a diary or anything out there, listeners. But he does seem to be injured a lot. But is that an unfair fan opinion, Neil? I don't know. Well... I think it didn't help that initially he'd only played 90 minutes a handful of times in the whole of his career, isn't he? He doesn't seem to do the full 90, no. And they seem, he seems to come off, if he starts, he comes off about 70, doesn't he? Something like that. Um, I like him. I like him. I think he's a good, powerful, dangerous player, but he just does have, fairly or unfairly, this kind of fragility tag that's attached to him. Um, yeah, but is that unfair? I don't know. I don't think we think he's a Darren Anderson, but we know that... I think when he's available, he'll give you 100%. He's not one that just haunts the sick room, as, as Anderson, good, great example. Um, I like him. I like I like Mason. Achtung, Mailball. 
London News Online um, interview again, another, another kind of filler piece. Um, Jake saying we need to build a clean sheet mentality, which does mean that you've got to stay cohesive in defence, unlike what we saw in that first half that we all moved on last week from, from the uh, yeah. Sheffield United performance. Being non cohesive, wasn't it? It was, it was, really... it was, like, it was like you and me out there, and, you know, <laughs> and we would never met before. <laughs> Yeah, but it was just silly. It was silly side passes that undid there. I think absolutely. I think we might have had a bit more pace, especially on for that second goal about us. But anyway, yeah, I'm, anyway. I'm not like that. <laughs> Some other good news. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned this. Might have mentioned it previously. Uh, Tyler Bury uh, agrees new deal. That might be an old story. Um, stats. This is this is fascinating. It's one of the things that. Um, it struck me in that Arsenal documentary. There was in about five or six people um, monitoring them medically and, and statistically, and every every. I can't imagine we we can compete on that front. But um, so, uh, there's a little piece here. This is on the news at Den with Gary Rowett. Says he uses stats and data in his build up to games, but he has it. They have their limitations. I mean, the modern generation. There's lots of stats freaks out there. I don't know what the kids are now are doing. I used to be. I don't know, you know, you, more teenage pursuits, but now they seem to be spending their time looking at numbers. I suppose it's the, the football manager syndrome, isn't it? Everything's number-based. Yeah, I yeah, I know that they can, yeah, they can derive a great deal from from looking at this, that and the other, and I know they can tailor rest periods and all kinds of stuff that I'm not really interested in, to be honest. Yeah, well, I just worry about us putting the ball in the back of the net and keeping it out of our net at the end of the day. It's a very, very simple game. Simple stat, that's right. I mean, this is, this is about expected goals, XG. Um, and Gary Rabbit's talking about that as... A whole a- lot of shit, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, I love this bit. For Saturday's 2-0 defeat at Sheffield United, Mill registered an XG ratio of 1.17. What that means, I've got a clue. But, oh, anyway, that means they would have been expected to sort score once based on the chances they had. Um, okay. <laughs> that, to me, that, to me, is the biggest load of nonsense... I've ever heard in my life, and <laughs> not being a or journalist, most of it I've actually written. Uh, but but yeah, my eyes glaze over at things like that. Yeah, yeah I, I mind mind it, but I, mean, I suppose we've not been brought up in the screen generation where the, the, all of these games, these online games, are based around that kind of number uh, grid number kind of approach. Um, some take it very, very seriously. I'm sure we're going to get some angry comment for taking the piss out of XG ratios. Wants to come on here and tell us and convince us that this GD or whatever nonsense it's called actually has some <laughs> ending. Yeah, you take the chances because because uh, because you, because your striker can finish them or your midfielder can finish them. Or you defend and get up. It's yeah. There's nothing stats based about it. It's just the luck of the draw, isn't it? If you, yeah, well, it, it seems to be the more chances you get, the more you should expect to score them. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> One of the first things you learn when you find the football. I don't need to be a fifty grand a year analyst to tell you 
the more chances you put in the box, the more time or the more time you put the ball into the box, the more goals you're going to score. No shit, Sherlock. It's just this Americanizing Americanization of the sport, which is obviously statistics dominated out there. I always think what would Brian Clough have said of it, and I think I can think of his short answer, Neil Carney <laughs> told him about XGs. I've <laughs> been quite blunt and to the point. Um, Benny Fenton or Charlie Hewitt have thought of it. <laughs> They've been dismissive. They would have been exactly. dismissive. There we are. Sure that, yeah, I'm sure, sure that in this science-based stats world that football now lives in, that this holds a lot of credibility but to be honest gary yeah i'll give you some free advice just put the ball in the box more often <laughs> let the xg worry about itself yeah don't worry about the xg just put the ball in the bloody box more often <laughs> there's a good chance you're going to score more goals can i have a job as an analyst or a coach yeah, why not it seems to be there doesn't seem to be any qualifications needed other than an ability to maneuver your way around um often football manager programs or sort of similar um final moral story in my little list here now the uh they've got their new training wear out again this seems to be a big big thing for people online the training shirts there's, there's actually quite a nice shirt it's a blue shirt it's got actually got a like an imprint of um i think the west india docks on on it um people collect these things people like to buy them and wear them and it's now on sale on the on the club's official website um whole range of black and red and yellow wear and the blue ones so um, we actually saw a picture of this training top and i actually like it better than the, the shirt yeah i think it's got some but i don't know i'm not into buying all of this stuff and i think it's vastly overpriced anyway it's certainly overpriced I, I i would agree with that but i mean that's that's there's nothing nothing i mean some of the prices for the top clubs their shirts you know stupid but if people pay it i suppose that's that's the principle of the market around wearing dressed like christmas trees don't they to prove that they support millwall and yeah i think their entire wardrobe is millwall stuff <laughs> if they're a member it should depend on whether it's comfortable to wear i mean they always they always look slightly uncomfortable to wear and what do i know Achtung, Mailball. Moving along, away from Milwaukee, we've always tried and pick out a couple of stories to chew over. As two traditionalists, I think it's fair to say, sporting traditionalists, um, not, not, I hope not mindlessly traditionalised, but um, certainly I think we should value um, the places and, and, and the, uh, the formats from where our major sports have come from. And this story caught my eye. It's one from Henry Winter, um, who I think is the, the Times... Um, writer talking about the ending on bbc of the reading of the classified football results on sports report um for reasons best known to the bbc in my opinion five five live sport and bbc five live are going to scrap this service i don't know if that means the tv won't feature it um but anyways there's a move towards scrapping of the reading of the classified results um seems such a shame i don't know what the, the viewing figures are like but it seems to be one of those public services, Neil, that the BBC ought to provide. That's what it's for. That's that's its purpose for me. How do you see it? Ah, hold on. We've got some breaking news. Go on. Uh, it would seem as if the club have announced the signing 
yep. of Bermondsey Beckenbauer as we are recording this. Vogel Sam, how about that? This is why you tune into this show. It's official, the Vogel Sam. Yeah, I wonder I, if... I funnily enough, I got a I got a message through on WhatsApp. Yep. And uh, I've just had a very quick look on Twitter. And Gutten Morgan. Good morning. Which means good morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember that from a say. Yeah, funnily enough, I've got a German name. Uh, we're a German cookware company, Fizzler. Uh, uh, yeah, but he looks a bit ginger to me. That'll go down well. Uh, but we've actually signed the Bermondsey Beckenbauer. Generally speaking, ginger players are always welcome in the middle. So they're generally Irish and they generally want to have a fight with people. So that's good. We, that, that, that's a good start. Yeah, but you'll probably want to invade somewhere being German. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> I was trying to raise the tone of the conversation. That's good news, listeners. That's good news. So Vogel Summer arrives live whilst we're recording this show. How about that? Um, so, yeah, sports. Anyway, back to the classifieds, Neil. It just seems like one of those knocks to tradition that doesn't seem to gain us anything, in my opinion, but detracts from, I don't know, the wider love of the sport in, in, in a way that's quite hard to define, but I feel it nevertheless. How do you see that, that story? Oh, do you know what? I'm not one for cancel culture and whatever else, but yeah, I am a traditionalist, but... It just seems to be a very short-sighted move uh, by the BBC. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's just the t- fun. Of, yeah, when this story broke earlier in the week, hmm. I, I yeah, well, I went onto YouTube and I listened to Out of the Blue, which is the sports report thing, and it just conjures up memories of when you. When you had a transistor radio as a as a youngster, and and in your younger days, or you'd get into the car after a game, and you'd listen to the results. That's right. Know the results, the scores, because you didn't have smartphones. And what would betide you if you missed it? Because you <laughs> might have to wait till Sunday morning to find out what the score was. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the big match, and that they showed. Uh, they showed the games, but they didn't give the results. And uh, it just seems to me that the BBC, they're trying to move away, they're trying to attract an audience that they haven't got and that they won't attract. Uh, that's the younger audience, but but they're, all, but they're ignoring. I saw I saw the RNIB, the Royal National Institute. The yeah, yeah. They said that this is often a lifeline for blind people. Absolutely, absolutely. There, there are older people that haven't got smartphones, and there are and whatever else. And people do live in smartphone black spots where you can't get it, so they do rely on the football results. Yeah, it's um, part, of the, part of the joy of life, Neil. I mean, I, it is. Uh, and for two minutes, it's something I think. Him, uh, I think a friend of mine, Paul Hayward, who was uh, chief sports writer of the Telegraph, yeah, pointed out that it's something that links the whole of the football pyramid. Yeah, you're equal. You're on sports reports. Yeah, and I thought they gave it out for the polls. 
alone because I think for the pools you have to phone up and you have to claim, don't you? And you do. Um, it, it seems it seems so, such a petty move. I mean, whether they, whether they'll stick to it, they, there was a story in the um, yeah, yeah, it was in the Metro paper. I saw yesterday that the BBC are adamant that this this is this is the um, the way it's going to be. They're not going to do it. It seems seems so petty to me because what you're gaining, how long does it last? Does it last two minutes? Maybe it lasts three minutes. Let's, let's go for that with the reading of the football scores. And what are you going to fill it up with then? Some Strictly Come Dancing gets extra three minutes or, um, I don't know. Bland. Pre yeah, but they're saying that because games kick off at 5.30, that they, that they have to devote preview time and so you get more you get more alex scott three minutes of alex scott and i don't know who else is on their show now but lineker maybe i don't know stuff they don't know about yeah it's he, he, just something that i it's just something that yeah okay i don't listen to it because i don't listen to the radio very often but it's something that you but know. if you're in your car, if you you know, they, 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 no one listens to the radio all the time. You listen to it in certain specific situations. Generally, if you're driving or I don't know, walking, running, whatever you might be doing, you could be in. And it's the BBC's output nearly is not should not be about um, numbers. It should be. It should have some higher. I'm going to sound right, ponce now, listeners. But it should have some higher um, purpose than that. And the, the football, reading of the football score is a little bit like, um, you know, they used to have a thing where you had to show certain major sports events on uh, on the BBC, like the Cup final, Test Match Cricket. All gone now. Um, it's, this, it's this thing of knowing the price of everything and the value of nothing, isn't it? it, it it's. I went to, um, veering around a bit, I went to cricket last Sunday, went to a 50-over game at, uh, at Beckenham. Probably a fairly small scale event compared with this run fest called the Hundred on that's doing uh, on, on, on the, the major channels. And I get that, um, you know, those are filling up stadiums. They're chasing an audience, as you've said already, Neil, um, a younger audience. But there was something beautiful about a Sunday afternoon um, in a, on a beautiful day, small scale ground at Beckenham. There'd be lo loads of these around across the country. Um, people had picnics there. The audience was predominantly my age listeners. I mean, let's, let's be honest with you. I mean, it was it was a it was not a young audience if you want to put it that way. There were kids there, usually with parents, but it was just something beautiful about it. Neil, um, it, it felt like you're linked with the past in some way. And I, I, it sounds a bit poncy when you say this, but I think this is what Henry Winter's driving at here that. Um, the, the decision to scrap the service shows a, a lack of understanding of fans. It's about continuity, the pyramid, and information. It's that linkage with the past. And you get rid of that at your peril, in my opinion. Otherwise, what are we? We're just advertising boards for, you know, KB Nuts or uh, Peanut. I don't know. You know, it's just sort of commercial enterprises. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, I got my son tickets for... Uh... London Spirit, a mate of mine, is a uh, media manager of the Manchester Original Swanee. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said that it was just, yeah, well, he went with his mate who'd finished work there or has finished his dissertation or something. And they just had a couple of beers, watched the cricket. And it's very much tailored towards the family. And that's a good thing because it gets people involved in sport. Look, absolutely. Yeah. 
yeah, the women's football isn't my thing, but it's getting people engaged. It's getting, it's it's bringing, it's bringing people in. It might be that, yeah, well, I know it's highly unlikely, but you might get somebody who's watched a women's game, lives near Millwall. Oh, <laughs> well, it's how it works, isn't it? I mean, people think I'll have a go at that, you know. Um, the same yeah. with the cricket, I think. I mean. I, I was it Bum, uh, David Lloyd Bumble was on Twitter and he, he made a point to someone who was slagging the hundreds, uh, like a traditionist, yeah. and he was making a point where well, the stadiums are full up. When you can't you can't argue with that because in the ends, a cricket uh, county cricket or the, whatever these franchised um, you know c- combinations are, they're, they're businesses near. They they do need to make money, so you need to fill up your stadiums. And there's, there's many arguments why shorter form cricket will, will succeed. And that does break with the tradition, which is the point of this particular item. But you don't jettison your traditions as well as. I, I, I don't think you should. It, it, you're throwing out something valuable. Um, exactly. Yeah, well, you, yeah, they do price it at £30, £40 for the family, which is a great thing. Somebody said to me on Twitter when I... Yeah, when I said it looks as if there's a lot of families in these grounds. Oh, yeah, they're all freebies. Yeah, but they're not. No. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, well, it isn't for me. I've watched a fair few games actually on TV this year. Yeah. And yeah, it's a format that if you had a young family and you wanted to go along, you can see why they're engaged by it. I'll watch it purely because i love cricket mm. and 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 it's either that or watching whole city in the carabao cup isn't which it? is where i found myself the other day and uh, or all or nothing maybe yeah yeah exactly. it's just it's just getting people engaged in sport and to drop the football classified sports report it's just a it's just a little bit of tradition that they're trying to do away with, and they think it's for the better. But surely, if it was for the better, there wouldn't be the outcry that there's been. And uh, it just seems that they're digging their heels in almost like Millwall style. <laughs> yeah, it's a story that's unfolding, listeners. I, I, I did see in the Metro paper yesterday that the BBC is digging their heels in, as Neil said. Um, whether that whether the pressure will remain to keep it in, I, 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 whether they'll buckle, I don't know. Um, it's just it's program, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've spoken about the Millwall program being scrapped, and to all and and to be honest, the new program that started from Chris Bethel and and friends. Sorry, uh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know who's involved. Graham Sargent, I think, is involved, and yeah and Lucy Pepper. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn by naming people that I've heard are involved with it. But that seems to have caught people's imagination and it's it's maintaining that link, isn't it? It's maintaining that link. It's a link with the past. It is valuable. I believe it's valuable. Um, I I believe other people should believe it's valuable too. Um, Some do, some don't. Um, I, th- I think you're right. It's it, it, it's destructive for no great gain. That's that's it's that part that bothers me. I mean, if you can't be wedded to the past because you know if you're gaining something new that's better, then that's great. But you know, the abolition of the of the reading of the sport uh, football results, the doing away that you see so much of now with, with programs when 
there are other options. You can reduce the the program down to an eight page. There's things you could do. You don't have to be. You can get the cost. And like exactly what Chris is doing now with this new um, alternative match day program, which is costing a pound. Um, I think he could probably charge a bit more than that. I think he should be charging two personally, but I'm not going to advise Chris on what to do. Um, and I think if you produce something that's that is you know is good but is doesn't have the same production cost and therefore isn't a loss to the club, why not continue what you're gaining by doing away with it? Really, I think you're only losing in the end. But there we are. We'll follow that story because it's just an interesting. It's like a small story, Neil, but it illustrates something bigger go, that's going on in football generally, doesn't it? Yeah, and society in general. Like, oh, no. yeah. yeah, but it's just a shame. RIP the football results. Yeah, for, for what? I suppose you could look at your phone now. Maybe that's there. I, don't know. I think we'll call it quits there, Neil. I think we've probably um, covered a nice range of subjects there. Um, some great upbeat news with the signing of Andreas Vogelsammer. I'm going to love saying that name. And the uh, the renewal, we hope, soon officially, of Danny McNamara. You've loved uh, on Twitter for the last 30 seconds, so it might be that the club have... <laughs> That news by the time this, uh, yeah, well, by the time that yeah, that you managed to put this up, Nick, it's, it's absolutely let's, let's keep our fingers crossed. Oh, it's you, time to be alive for a Millwall fan. <laughs> you thank you to Neil Fisler taking time out of his Friday morning. Thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah, superb, Nick. I really enjoy these shows, and I hope that people enjoy listening to us witter on about nothing. And uh, let's hope for three points. From Coventry, who have sold nineteen hundred tickets for tomorrow. Yeah, lower tier, I believe. Um, there's going to be some train disruption tomorrow, listeners. Um, another train strike. So do check your website of choice to make sure that your method of getting to the den is available. Um, until next week, from Neil and myself, it's um, Arriva Dirty Millwall. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. Bye for now. <laughs> No One Likes Us Clothing is the clothing range designed by Millwall fans for Millwall fans. Caps, t-shirts, polos, they've got it all. Visit noonelikesus.co.uk for the full range. Or if you're in Bermondsey on a match day, why not have a pint in the Blue Anchor pub and pick up a Nolu polo shirt, Nolu clothing, www.noonelikesus.co.uk. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.